Ladies and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash Podcast! What is going on, guys? You are tuned into the newest edition of the Fistful of Cash Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dale Lippin. In here trying to break down each and every fight that we get on each and every weekend. Trying to bring you the latest and greatest in all things UFC and especially combat sports betting in general. We are on absolute fire lately. Absolute fire. As always, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Saving Grace Oil. Go to SavingGraceOil.com, enter promo code CASH20, CASH20, and get 20% off of any order that you have there. Uh, Saving Grace is a fantastic full-spectrum hemp oil product for both human and canine alike. They are fantastic. I swear by their stuff, and if you try it, I'm sure that you will too. If Even if you have a CBD or a hemp product that you use already, give them a try. Get that 20% off. That's a deal that cannot be beaten. SavingGraceOil.com. Promo code is CASH20. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Alpha Outpost. Alpha Outpost is a subscription box service that provides you with a monthly box full of all kinds of survival, tactical, military-grade equipment that just basically encourages you to get outdoors and do great things, see this wonderful, beautiful planet of ours. This this most recent box was all cold weather themed. Uh, if you check our post in our story, we had all kinds of stuff. There was like some thermal socks, long sleeve shirts, toe warmers, hand warmers, all kinds of crazy stuff in there. An emergency shelter, water bottles, you know, uh, what, what, there's towels. There's all kind, just all kinds of stuff. Every month, everything is jam packed, filled to the gills. With high quality products, plus mor- there's a morale patch in each and every one, which is always cool. If you collect morale patches like I do, uh, they're absolutely fantastic, uh, and everything comes in a nice, neat box. Uh, super cool, super laid out, uh, fantastic company. And last but not least, the big one, the Mac Daddy of them all. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Playline. What is Playline? Playline is a company that is owned by former UFC middleweight champion of the world, Michael the Count Bisping. And you guys know I love Bisping. He's also in this endeavor with NBA All-Star Roy Hibbert. Here's the thing. They're giving away a chance to win a million dollars every day. Every day they're giving away a chance to win a million dollars. And here's the cool part. They're giving our listeners, Fistful Cash listeners, a chance to get in on that million-dollar contest for free. For free. So all you have to do is use the promo code Playline Free Money Sign Six. Playline Free Money Sign Six. And that gets you a six dollar credit into the million dollar game. So they're planning on giving out, and it sounds ludicrous, but they're planning on giving out over a billion dollars in prizes this year. One billion dollars in prizes. Or what they're planning on being awarded this year. Which is absolutely staggering. Nobody else is doing that right now. Nobody else is doing that. So download the Playline app. Uh, use our promo code. 
It's Playline Free with the money sign and the number six. Playline Free, money sign six. Again, it's a company owned by former UFC middleweight champion of the world, Michael Bisping, and NBA All-Star, Indiana Pacer great, Roy Hibbert. So check them out. Uh, really cool company. Really excited what what they're doing. And their prize levels are just just obnoxiously high. Nobody else is coming close to that. I mean, literally million-dollar contest every day. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, really clean app, nice interface. The whole thing is just great. But that is probably as good a transition as we're going to get into breaking down what's going on this weekend. And what we got going on this weekend is arguably one of the best cards in recent UFC history, UFC memory, however you want to say it, however you want to word it, UFC 235 is going to be an absolute barn burner. Um, You know, UFC is really stacking the schedule lately. It's really just going to be absolutely wild. You got the Atlanta card coming up, UFC 236. I will be attending uh, that, uh, you know, hopefully if we can make it work, Soup will be attending as well. Uh, And I would love, realistically, if there's anybody that listens to the podcast in the Atlanta area, if we could all meet up together at some point throughout the event, grab a drink, do what, I mean, just whatever. If we could do like a meet and greet or a meet up thing, that would be absolutely fantastic. There's going to be tons, and I mean tons, of wagers and live betting going on throughout the event. Um, absolutely going to try to make it a, a can't miss kind of deal. We're really going to try to pour into it and hope for the best. But I do want to break down the card for you guys. I mean, that's why you guys listen, and I appreciate that. Um, Last episode alone, we had downloads in 18 different countries. 18 different countries, which is just, it's humbling. I say this over and over again. It's absolutely humbling. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the support. Uh, we're, We're doing everything we possibly can to make you as much money as possible and to sort of break these things down in a way that makes sense for everyone. Um... And, you know, really trying to give you that, that edge that, that, uh, a lot of people can't seem to get a hold of when it comes to combat sports betting, combat sports betting is difficult. If you don't have somebody that's in there, you know, if you're not in front of the screen, if you're not watching tape, if you're not doing, uh, the necessary legwork to know what these matchups look like, to know how these guys do in situational, uh, circumstances that may pop up throughout a fight, you know, those little tiny, you know, pieces of information that, that casual fans or casual people betting may not know or may not have experience to, that can be the difference between winning a bet and losing a bet or seeing value or, or playing something, uh, you know, that that is skewed in, in, in the wrong direction one way or the other. So you got to be sure that you're paying attention and know what you're looking at. And, you know, and then there's also just the gut, too. Um I've watched thousands of hours of fights in my life. Um, it's just, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, Rain Man encyclopedia with it. But it's not. I don't, I don't come across a lot of people that have more fight knowledge, capability, more, um, a, a, a better ability to break it down and sort of see what's coming next. Uh, do I make mistakes? Yes. Valuable for sure. But, um, do a pretty good job. We do a pretty good job. 
and and I'm I'm excited with with this card and where it's going. So let's kick things off with the prelim card because the 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 prelim card that starts on ESPN eight o'clock Eastern time is where I think we see our first little bit of value, um, and that is the Mickey Gall Diego Sanchez fight. Now, Diego Sanchez, Diego Sanchez is way over the hill, right? As far as fight mileage goes. My man is he, you know, ever since the, the the days of getting smoked by BJ Penn um, and doing the whole thing where he went from Diego the nightmare to Diego the dream. Now he's back to Diego the the, the dream catcher, the dream knight, whatever he is now. This new iteration of Diego Sanchez seems to be going back to like a little bit of his roots, uh, and he's going real wrestle heavy. So when you see that, you've got Mickey Gall getting in the mix too. Mickey Mickey Gall, what what he does better than a lot of guys. Is he's got he's a jujitsu standout, right? And I think we all can agree on that. The guy's ground game is slick, but as you've heard me say before, what negates, what destroys, what what cancels out high level jujitsu more than anything else? Superb wrestling, and if nothing else, other than being a punching bag, Diego Sanchez has great wrestling. Now Diego's coming in at a plus two hundred, right? Why? Would Diego be coming in at a plus two hundred if if odds makers see the same thing I see? Well, Mickey Gall's got you know he's got youth on his side, uh, he's got height, he's got length, and like I said, he is very very slick. But he lost to Randy Brown, unanimous decisions, twenty nine twenty eight, uh, and I think there was a twenty nine twenty seven thrown in there too, and unanimous. So you're literally talking about a, one judge um, that had it scored all the way to the to the nth spectrum of you know uh mickey gall losing that fight so randy brown good fighter right he's good i mean he's 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 in the ufc he's obviously an elite level talent but is who is randy brown better than diego sanchez probably not if you look at the amount the, the pedigree of opponent that diego sanchez has fought uh that's really what sort of starts to lean things in in the favor of of him winning this fight, um, you know, he beat Craig White. Craig White is a big ass welterweight. Now, um, you know, he came down, uh, you know, cut a ton of weight, looked really bad, and Diego just sort of throttled him thirty twenty sevens the whole way, way around. Prior to that, though, you got knockout losses to Matt Brown and Ally Quinta, and then he beat Marcin Hell with a unanimous decision. Um, and then won a unanimous decision off Jim Miller just as recently as two years ago. So it's not like the guy doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, Diego is a formidable opponent. He's capable of beating anybody on any given night. Um, I don't necessarily think that I. Uh, I don't think he's as punchy as people let him out to be. At plus two hundred, I think there's great value there. Um, they haven't released props on it. If they do release props on it, I would. I would be more comfortable playing this fight to not go the distance than I would be Diego Sanchez outright. But at plus 200, I'm going to throw money on Diego Sanchez. The Marlon Vera, Frankie signs fight got scrapped. Um, so what we're looking at now is a little bit of a consolidated card. You got Alejandro Perez versus Cody Stamen. Cody Stamen is a monster. Alejandro Perez or Perez, sorry, is not, he's not a slouch either. Um, you know, the guy is, is very capable. Um, He's not he's not afraid to exchange. You know, he, he's able to go out there and absolutely put on a show. But the thing about this is is that Cody Stamen, I think, is at a level that 
Alejandro Perez is not quite at just just yet. Um, and I think Cody's going to do a lot, and I think he's going to get this one done. I'm not I'm not seeing incredible value on that. Cody uh, Cody Stamen's coming at minus two hundred five, so that's a little bit tougher to get on board with it. A minus two hundred five for Cody Stamen. So I think maybe just a pass on that, unless you need to throw it into a parlay. That's probably going to be the play there. Um, if you're not doing it there, um, another fight that I really like is Misha Serkinov versus Johnny Walker. So we're cro- we're climbing up this prelim ladder here, trying to get to the pay per view. And normally, a Misha Serkinov fight is going to be in the pay per view, the meat of the pay per view itself. Um, with the exception of the fact that this card is so incredibly stacked. So he's coming off, he's facing Johnny Walker, and Johnny Walker has looked like an absolute wrecking ball his last few fights absolute wrecking ball which is great um except for the fact that nobody knows what to expect from him does he have knockout power he absolutely has knockout power we've seen this right we've seen this in the justin ledette uh spinning back fist tko kind of thing uh i don't know how much that soccer kick connected whenever he was coming up at him but uh and then the clear roundtree knockout um you know absolutely uh, can get a, get the job done. He won a unanimous decision against Henrique da Silva, but I'm not that impressed with that. I'm more impressed by the Cleo Roundtree knockout. The Justin Ledette knockout does not impress me. I don't really, I don't think Justin Ledette's that good. Uh, but Khalil Roundtree is no slouch, and I think that we're going to see big things in Roundtree coming up, in particular uh, in the Eric Anders fight. But all that to say, we got a Johnny Walker taking on a Misha Serkinov, who's a time-tested, battle-proven veteran. And Johnny Walker's on a tear. That's great. But here's the thing about Misha Serkinov. He's got slick, slick, slick commission or submissions rather. He's going to look physically bigger uh, than Johnny Walker. I think he walks around bigger than him. Now, what scares me, right? What scares me about Misha Serkinov is he's been knocked out in two of his last three fights, right? One his last fight by submission, which we know he can do because he submitted Pat Cummings. He submitted Nikita Krylov. He submitted. Um, uh, Eon Kutalaba. That's what he does, right? He's got slick submissions. So he's got the ability to get this thing, uh, if he's got the ability to, to get this thing to the ground, he can absolutely tap Johnny Walker out. Now, looking at the line, you got Johnny Walker's at a minus 155, Misha Serkinov's plus 125. Realistically, I'd probably avoid this fight. But if I'm making a play, I'm going to make a play on Misha Serkinov. Uh, I don't necessarily see. The value in Walker at minus 155, given the fact that we've only seen him in the octagon for like a combined minute and 15 seconds or something like that. So there's really, we don't have enough to go on. Now, Serkinov, we've got plenty of tape, plenty to see what he's capable of. Uh, Johnny Walker looks like a wrecking ball. Uh, now, if he beats Misha Serkinov, he's just going to take off into the stratosphere. But, you know, that's 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 a tall task for anybody. So maybe avoid the fight, but if you're going to make a play, Misha Serkinov's good. Um, I imagine when they release the over-under on rounds, it's going to come in at one and a half. Let's play that under. Let's play that under uh, under one and a half when that comes out. Let's see what else we got lined up. And then that brings us to the featured prelim fight, Zabit Magomed Sharapov and Jeremy Stevens. <sighs> Sorry about that. We got Zabit, Zabist, um, taking on Jeremy Stevens. So here's the thing. Jeremy Stevens struggles against creative strikers. We've seen that in the Jose Aldo fight. We saw it in the Cub Swanson fight. Uh, we saw it briefly in the Dennis Bermudez fight. The guy has a hard time if you're creative on the feet. Has a hard time. 
but Jeremy Stevens is no easy night for anybody. Uh, Zabit, if you look at his body of work, sixteen and or sixteen and one, sure, sure he looks fantastic. But you're looking at wins over Brandon Davis on short notice, Kyle Bozniak, Shaman Marais, and Mike Santiago. Yeah, I'm just I'm waiting for you guys to go ahead and look up who those people are because they're nobodies. Zabit has impressive wins over nobodies. Now, the flip side of that, you look at Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens is not, like I said, he's not an easy out for anybody. You're talking about a guy that's going to be making his 30th octagon appearance. Um, and, uh, <laughs> dude, don't watch this at work, man. You got to get that paycheck. <laughs> you got to get that paycheck, man. Don't do not do that. Watch watch the live stream later. You go get, go get your paycheck, dude. Um, anyway. Jeremy Stevens coming off a knockout loss to Jose Aldo with that body punch, absolutely for sure. But uh, you're looking at if you're looking at it before that, he's knocking out Josh Emmett, he's knocking out Duho Choi, uh, beat Gilbert Melendez, split the deci- decision to Hanada Moicano, um, you know, beat Henan Barrow. Uh, like I said, the Dennis Bermudez fight. Dennis Bermudez was giving him all kinds of problems there for a while. I mean, the guy is literally beat you know a who's who in the featherweight division. He's not an easy out. He's not an easy out at all. Uh, so what you want to do is, if you're looking at this fight and you're thinking about how to break it down, what you, what sort of stands out with this fight is that you have this guy that, on paper anyway, should be an easy... Uh, it should be an easy win. Odds makers are saying that Zabit is going to win this fight and he's going to win it going away. And he should, based upon what we've seen that he's capable of doing as opposed to what Jeremy Stevens has struggled with in the past. However, if you look at the one-punch knockout power of Jeremy Stevens, if you look at his grittiness, if you look at his ability uh, to withstand punishment and coupled with the fact that the pedigree of opponent that this guy has faced, we're left at, at, at a sort of an impasse here, right? We're at the, we're at the, the peak of a mountain where it's either Zabit is going to live up to the hype and he's going to ascend to the top of the mountain or Jeremy Stevens is going to be able to sort of knock him back, uh, at, you know, back to where he belongs or, you know, just basically tells him, Hey man, you gotta, you know, you, you sort of got, there's levels to this. So is Jeremy Stevens at that elite level and Zabit isn't there yet? It remains to be seen. But I will say this, at Jeremy Stevens coming in at the numbers that he's coming in at, which right now is at a plus 185, I think there's incredible value for a guy with the pedigree that Jeremy Stevens has in this fight at plus 185. Now, am I, I going to bet on Jeremy Stevens? Probably not. Um, again, with how evenly matched this fight is, despite what the odds makers say at minus 235, coming back at plus 185, might just avoid this one altogether. Be really anxious to see what the over-under on rounds is going to be. Um, if it comes in at one and a half, going to be looking to play the over one and a half. It's, uh, if it's coming in at two and a half, we're going to be playing that under two and a half. I don't think this fight's going to go to decision. Uh, I don't think Jeremy Stevens will allow it to. He'll either go out on his shield uh, or... He's gonna snuff Zabit like a candle, so I think it's gonna I think it's gonna get wrapped up somewhere inside the distance. Um, if you can bet the fight just to finish inside the distance, if that's available, I would suggest playing that. A lot of different things that you can do there. Um, as far as putting it in a parlay, 
Jeremy Stevens is going to increase the value that that exists within your parlay itself. Not a bad option. You can add him in at plus one eighty five. Um, let's see. Shout out to all you guys that are joining on the live stream. I see you. I appreciate you. Uh, brings us to the first fight in the co-main, or I'm sorry, the first fight of the actual pay-per-view card itself. Cody Garbrandt taking on Pedro Munoz. Now, I think of any fight on this card, this one has me torn the most. Because these are two guys in their heart of hearts that have backgrounds in boxing and want to stand there and throw crisp, precise punches. What I want to see out of Cody Garbrandt and what I think will be the difference maker in this fight is whether or not Cody Garbrandt can go back to being disciplined. When he fought TJ Dillashaw and lost those two times, it was because he was too emotional. He was too invested in the fight. He was acting wild. He was acting ridiculous. Now, if you look at the Cody Garbrandt that fought Dominic Cruz, if you look at the Cody Garbrandt that fought Thomas Almeida, um, if you look at the Cody Garbrandt that fought, I think it was, was it Kawajiri? No. Who did he fight? Anyway, um, those two fights in particular, the Dominic Cruz fight and the Thomas Almeida fight, he was composed. He was poised. He was firing in the pocket. His punches were on center line. He was moving his head off of center line, and he was looking fantastic. Footwork off the charts. But he got too emotionally invested in the TJ Dillashaw fights, and he got he, he paid the price for it. Now, Pedro Munoz, on the other hand, great, great, great boxing. Underrated kick game. Underrated kick game. I think... If Pedro Munoz is going to win this fight, it's going to come down to his effectiveness to use kicks and not be hit. Cody's going to be looking to fire that that right hand right down the pipe every time that Munoz throws a kick. And if Munoz can kick and get off that center line or or you know freeze Cody with a one or two punch combo and then bring that leg over the top, um, I can really see that being an issue. I would probably realistically think that he's probably going to instead of doing like traditional style leg kicks be going for calf kicks he's really going to want to prevent cody's ability to launch forward with that jab by beating up that lead leg especially the lower half of that lead leg so if you can cut down cody's mobility if you can cut down his ability to use his jab which is a great weapon of his um, if you can remove those it really increases your chances of winning the fight but that's a hard task when you consider the fact of how hard Cody Garbrandt hits. All that to say, Pedro Munoz um, coming in at plus 125. I'm playing Pedro just because I think that Cody's fall isn't over yet. Um, do I think that Cody is a championship-level talent? Absolutely. Do I think that maybe one day he might fight for a title again? It's possible. Certainly. But Pedro's trajectory is saying that it's his time. There's going to be a shuffle in the ranks, and I think that with that, uh, he's actually going to get he's going to get Cody out of there. Um, I don't necessarily know if he'll, you know, when I say get him out of there, I think I'm, I'm what I really mean is get the win. Um, I don't necessarily think he's going to finish Garbrandt, although Garbrandt's got that little tiny chin. Like he tries to hide it with the beard and the neck tattoos. It sort of you know, it's like a it's like a dinosaur sort of posturing, trying to make himself look bigger, so uh, you know he won't become prey. Uh, but I really think that I think that Munoz has his number as far as you know just basic fundamentals. If he's if he's able to you know keep his hands up, stay uh, keep his head off the center line, but able to throw things 
online and actually hit, and then the leg kicks making the difference. I think Munoz wins the fight, plus 125. There's good money on that. All right, moving up, Tisha Torres versus Whaley Zhang. I think the odds makers have this fight completely wrong. I think it's completely wrong. Now, like I've said before, I don't bet on women's MMA. I'm not suggesting that you bet on women's MMA. It's too unpredictable. But right now, Tisha Torres is coming in at even money. Even money. Whatever you get, you get back. So I'm I if you were to play women's MMA, pound that line. If that's what you do. Pound that line. That's all I'm saying. Tisha Torres has looked great lately. Um, ben Askren versus Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler has shown great success when it comes to fighting wrestlers not named Tyron Woodley. Ben Askren, more than anything else, I mean, there is no there is no secret to his game. He's going to want to wrestle you. Um, Robbie Lawler's coming off a long layoff. Ben Askren's coming off an even longer layoff. And Ben Askren has never fought anybody, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say he's never fought anybody, but he hasn't fought anybody that's going to... Uh, ring true with casual MMA fans. You really got to go and find somebody that's in the deep cuts that really knows, uh, that's willing to watch one willing to watch road, willing to watch, uh, you know, the, these other leagues, uh, you know, staying up on a, on a Thursday night at 2am to watch what's going on in Poland to see who Ben Askren's beating, you know, has he looked fantastic in doing it for sure. Um, the Bellator days, I mean, it looked unstoppable. Unstoppable from a wrestling perspective. But there's something about just riding a guy for 15 minutes, riding a guy for 25 minutes that does I mean, one, it doesn't make any fans, for sure. Obviously not going to make any fans. Uh, and I think that, you know, once people get a hold of Ben Askren and his style, uh, the, the wrestling purists obviously will love him, but he's not going to win over any casual fans with that style. Um but coming in, uh, you know, he's fighting Robbie Lawler, which is probably the hardest task that you can have making your UFC de- debut is fighting Robbie Lawler. Good on him. He is a massive favorite at minus 285. Robbie Lawler coming in at plus 225. Uh, it's Robbie Lawler, puncher's chance, plus 225. I mean, this card could literally make or break, uh, you know, but definitely make or break me, uh, make or break your ability to want to bet on combat sports. I can't take the easy way out and say, um, you know, I can't take the easy way out and say this is another fight I would avoid. Um, I want to lean Robbie Lawler on this. I'm going to lean Robbie Lawler plus 225. Uh, if not that, then I think a decision. I don't think, I mean, Ben Askren can absolutely win this fight and probably will win this fight. Uh, But if he's going to do it, he's not going to submit him. He's not going to knock him out. So you can play the over on whatever the the rounds come in at, which is most assuredly going to be two and a half. Um, Robbie Lawler knockout? Eh, it's possible. It's possible, for sure. Um, You know, we don't know what Askren will look like. Uh, from From a body standpoint, he never looks like he's in shape. Um, but he doesn't have to. I mean, he's got cardio for it. And look, look at look at Kane. You know, Kane doesn't look like you know. You you would see that dude take a shirt off and be like, guy's not a an elite level world champion fighter. It's not what they're supposed to look like. You can say the same for Ben Askren, but he does have good cardio. He's got great wrestling. 
Um, he's got the ability to just ride Robbie out for 15 minutes. You know, that's really what it's going to be is can he just ride him out for 15 minutes, which I think he probably can. Um, and he probably will, but Robbie Lawler at plus 225. You're talking about a guy that used to be the welterweight champion of the world. I think it's disrespectful to have the line at what it is, but all that to say, I would just go, I'm, I'm leaning Robbie Lawler. I will probably make a play on him as well. Um, but it's probably just going to be a lean as far as what I'm telling you. Co-main event, Tyron Woodley versus Kamara Usman. Here's the play on this. Distance. Distance is the play. Um, Kamara Usman cannot finish a fight. I would be shocked if he got Tyron Woodley out of there. Tyron Woodley is going to want to stay as far away from Kamara Usman as possible. He's not going to want Usman to get his hands on him. This fight, I'm telling you now, if there was a play as to whether or not uh, this was going to be the most boring fight of the night, I would say pound that line. This fight will be a, th- this fight will be refill your drinks. Um, you know, if you're a smoker, go outside, smoke. Do just this fight ain't it? It's not it. Um, are they evenly matched? Most definitely. Um, are they pretending to have bad blood? Sure. Is this fight going to be fin- finished inside the distance? More than likely not. So the play here is either is either a a Woodley knockout, uh, which they don't have the prop out for yet, but either Woodley inside the distance or a decision. That's it. Not a Woodley decision. Just will the fight go the distance? Yes. So whenever that line comes out, I'll update it on Instagram or whatever, but th- this fight is going to be an absolute snooze fest. Woodley should win the fight, uh, but gosh, is it gonna, it's going to be super boring. Then you got the main event, John Jones versus Anthony Smith. John or, uh, Anthony Smith at one point in time was as high as a plus 800 underdog. Plus 800. Can he beat John Jones? Probably not. Um... He'd shock the world if he did, you know. I don't think there's anybody out there that's, you know, outside of maybe Anthony Smith, and I think even then he's got a little bit of heart or a little bit of doubt in his heart uh, as to whether or not he can actually beat John Jones. So, uh, is there somebody out there that can beat John Jones? Absolutely. Do I think Anthony Smith is it? No. But I will say this: what was once a plus eight hundred has now been bet down to a plus five fifty. So you can still get remarkable numbers on Anthony Smith. Um, submission game is what I think would probably be the the play um, there. What I like is uh, I like John Jones in round two. John Jones, second round, plus 300. There's no money to be made on John just to play him at minus 900. Play him in the second round at plus 300. Um, John Jones by submissions coming in at plus 195 too. Uh, he's been really hyping up the submission game, which might be a tactical little leak in an effort to try to get Smith thinking that it's going to be ground oriented. Definitely something that could happen, but I definitely think that Anthony Smith is probably not the guy to beat John Jones. Um, I just don't see it. I don't see how, I don't see where he can get it done at. He doesn't have one-punch knockout power. Um, he's about the same size as John, which helps a little bit. Um, but 
if there's anything that John Jones is good at, it's it's creating and maintaining distance. There's going to be all kinds of funky, dirty, elliptical kicks, knee kicks, push kicks, teep kicks coming at uh, Anthony Smith. And it's what really has me shook up about this fight is Anthony Smith gassing out the way he did in the Vulcan Ozdemir fight. That's what's really... You can't have cardio like that and fight John Jones. You just cannot do it. Um, cardio is king at these upper weight classes. Whoever has the better gas tank marginally increases their chances for success. So I think that what we're going to run into here is a situation where <sighs> Anthony Smith might have a flurry. He might get John in trouble early, but he's going to, I think that, you know, it's going to have to be a Matt Sarah GSP level lucky lucky punch if you will in order to get John Jones out of there. I just don't I don't see where Anthony Smith wins this fight. I just I don't see it. Um you know, if you take him by KO, I see it at plus 1100 plus 1100 which is massive uh for that. So there's you know, that's always a possibility, but I think the play is John Jones round 2 plus 300. I just don't see a way like I said, I just don't see a way that Anthony Smith wins this fight. I just don't see it. So I think that the plays there are, are pretty decent. You know, you're looking at John Jones round uh, round two at plus three hundred. Robbie Lawler's worth a stab at plus two twenty five, but I wouldn't blame you for just ignoring that altogether. Pedro Munoz is the play at plus one twenty five over Cody Garbrandt. Uh, we're looking at Misha Serkinov. And Johnny Walker probably just avoiding that unless you want to throw Misha in on a parlay. Uh, Diego Sanchez at plus 200 to beat Mickey Gall is, I think, the play there. And Tyron Woodley, Kamara Usman, avoid like the plague. Uh, just avoid that fight. It's going to suck. It's going to go to decision. They're just, it's not going to happen. Uh, that's, like I said, that's when you want to refill the plate or. You know, start cleaning up so that way you don't have to stay up till two o'clock in the morning cleaning up. If you got house guests, you know, go ahead and do a little little pre-bus, little cleaning option there. Tisha Torres at even money over Wei Li Zhang is a great play, and Jeremy Stevens at plus one eighty-five over Zabit. Don't normally take this many underdogs, and that makes me nervous to take this many underdogs. However, I just see incredible value with these. Hopefully, if you guys, uh, you know, listen to what I had to say, maybe you'll see it as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot to be there. There's a lot of money to be made on this card. This card is stacked. I'm really bummed out about the Cheeto Vera, um, the Cheeto Vera fight. You know, uh, I guess he got the flu or something like that. Had to drop. It is what it is with that. What does I say? Mike, Mike M saying Woodley by KO. If Woodley's going to win this fight, I agree with you. It's going to be by KO. Uh, but do I think that the fight's going to get to that point? I really don't. I think it's going to look like a Wonder Boy Thompson kind of fight where they're both just sort of, you know, playing mirror over and over and over again. Um, there's gonna, you know, the inevitable bull rush, the Tyron Woodley patented bull rush for sure is an option. Um, he definitely can do that. Uh, like we saw with the Darren Till fight. Um, but Usman, I think is a little bit more composed, a little bit more, He's gonna be a little bit more tactile than Dill was, or Till was rather. I don't know, man. I think it's either. I agree with you. Like I said, it's either gonna be Woodley by KO or the fight goes the distance. Um, 
they don't have the line out for the distance play yet. I think that's going to be what it is, though. I think it's going to be a distance fight. Um, I just don't see it. What this fight reminds me of a lot uh, in both appearance and build-up, even the back-and-forth banter, is the uh, Rashad Evans-John Jones fight. Former teammates, or guys that have trained together, rather, talk a bunch of smack to each other. Say they're going to do this, say they're going to do that. Then they just go out there and they take pictures of each other the whole time. They're just out there taking pictures. Um, so I really think that this fight is probably, you know, uh, probably going to go the distance. That's what my that's what my gut is on it. Uh, Tyron Woodley at minus one sixty, decent value actually for a champ. Kamara Usman though, you know, he's big, he's strong, he's got good cardio. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, I wouldn't blame anybody for just avoiding this fight, like literally physically avoiding it and then avoiding it with your pocketbook too. But that's it, man. We broke down the whole card. Hope you guys like that. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Again, go visit our sponsor, SavingGraceOil.com. Get use promo code Cash twenty, get twenty percent off all your orders. Um, go to Playline. Download the Playline app. Like, so here's the thing with the Playline app, right? Because I, you know, if you if you get on there, you use the six dollar entry. Use um, use the promo code that they're giving us, which is Playline free money sign six. Playline free money sign six. Download the app. Use that. Get entry into the one million dollar giveaway that they do every single day. There's a million dollar contest every single day. So just use the money. Get in that contest. Um, and you know they literally break down everything from NBA games and you know football whenever football season's in. And then there's fights on there too. So you can go in there and uh, appreciate you, Mike. Um, you know, there's there's all kinds of stuff that they that they give away. You know, or not give away. I mean, you obviously have to win the contest, but there's so many different options out there to win money, and it's a completely different model than what you see with other fantasy sports bettings like DraftKings, like FanDuel, or whatever. Playline's doing something uniquely different, and they're they're like I said before, their prizes are like on the next level um, uh, of just you know something you want to be involved in. So like I said, download the Playline app, use our promo code Playline free money sign six. It's free. Normally, you know, you, you listen to a podcast, they do ads and it's, you know, 20% off this or use this to get, this is free. I'm just, it's back. It's the same thing as like back when we, when my bookie was with us and they did the free Thanksgiving day bets. I mean, it's just money. It's just money. I mean, there's no, there's nothing wrong with just taking advantage of free money. So get on there, create an account, Playline, Money Sign 6, get the credit, get into the million dollar game for this weekend. Let's try to make some money. Um, I'm definitely going to get I'm going to be in on the contest this weekend regarding the fights. So let's get on there and then if you guys get on there too, once we see the stipulations for the contest, um, if it's like a significant strike thing or whatever, you know, how many significant strikes will be landed in whatever three fights or two fights or whatever, um, hit me up on Instagram, uh, you know, We'll do the, I'll do the research on it and we'll see if we can't come up with something, you know, and hell, if we're all pretty happy about it, you know, we might even do a pool or something like that. You never know. But anyway, all right, guys, that's all I got. Uh, if you have any questions, MMA wise, uh, boxing wise, anything like that, feel free to shoot them to me via email, uh, fistful of cash, POD at gmail.com. Hit me up on Instagram. Thanks for everybody that watched the Instagram live stream. Thursday nights, 8.30, 8.45, 9 o'clock Eastern time is when we're able to do these. Uh, like I said, we're going to do them every week, and we're going to keep that going. And then Fridays, obviously, with new episodes. And then we got March Madness coming up. Been throwing out some March Madness or some uh, college basketball plays out on Instagram for free. 
throw those up there. You know, uh, last night's hit. Hopefully tonight's is going to hit as well. Feeling good about those. We do have March Madness packages available. Uh, if you want to get in, we'll do a whole tournament long money back guarantees. Hit us up on Instagram, Fistful of Cash Podcast for those. Uh, and if you don't, if you like the podcast but don't support it yet, that's fine. Uh, but if you want to support the podcast, if you go to fist or patreon.com forward slash fistful of cash and support us on there at the lowest tier available, which is 10 bucks a month, we'll give you, I'll give you five additional picks each and every weekend. Last week, uh, last weekend, we made a play on the Daytona 500. I made a play on Martin Truex Jr. Felt really good about him. As I, as I was sitting there right before the race started, I threw it up um, on Instagram that I liked uh, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex coming in at 12 or 10, 12, and 18 to 1, respectively, and Denny Hamlin won. So if you're riding with that 10 to 1 return on your money, that's not bad for NASCAR. You know, everybody wants to, wants to do the betting thing. Not everybody's putting in the homework, and that's fine. Some, some of you have time for it, some of you don't. I'm trying to make the most of the time that I've got to, like we've been saying since we started this podcast, to pay it forward. That's why we don't charge what the other guys charge. That's why we don't do packages the way the other guys do packages. And that's why we offer money-back guarantees on our stuff. You buy a weekend package with us and it doesn't win, I'll give you your money back, man. I'll, I, you know, we are, We're a legitimate business. I will send you an actual invoice with you know, everything you need on it. That if for some reason I were to never refund you your money back, which I wouldn't do because I have um, uh, I have integrity. But if that were the case, you get a weekend package with us. You hit me up on Instagram. I get you a weekend package. It doesn't win. You make the plays I play. I tell you to play. And it does not win. I'll give you your money back. And I give you a piece of paper saying you paid for it. So if, if, you, if you feel nervous about it. And you want to take me to the courts in the event I didn't pay you back, which I will, because like I said, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm not going to hide. I use my real name at the beginning of the podcast. You see me on here. You hear me. I, I geolocate my, my pictures. It's not like you can't find me. You know, I'm not, these other dudes out here are scamming. They're saying, you know, oh, we're up 75 units on, 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 the, on the week, on the month, on this other stuff. Then... Bro, when you're playing money lines at minus 220, it's not hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. Oh, a 10-unit play on minus 220. Come on, man. Come on. You know, just, I don't know. It frustrates me. I've been on my soapbox about this before. But all that to say, if you do a weekend package with us, absolutely uh, take care of you guys. Money back guarantee. You win or you get your money back. No fuss, no muss, no bleh. Just get your money back. Anyway. Enough. You guys understand how money back stuff works. Uh, that's it. That's all the plays. Uh, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter. Don't do it on Facebook. I never check it. Um, and then if you like the podcast, like I said, consider becoming a supporter on Patreon. If nothing else, if nothing else, here comes the part where I beg a little bit. Get on iTunes. Leave us a review. I don't care if it's one star. I don't care if it's five stars. If you leave me a review and you write something, make my day that's it guys i don't have anything else after this i've talked long enough you guys have listened to me long enough appreciate everybody that joined us on the live stream love you guys appreciate you uh but this is going to go ahead and wrap things up 
Looking forward to watching fights this weekend. UFC 235 going to be absolutely fantastic. Those of you in the greater Atlanta metropolitan area, we're going to try to be down and available for UFC 236. Looking at that, oh, I almost forgot. Let me give my city shout-out real quick. Shout-out to the cities. We got top cities for this last episode. Hold on. I got them listed right here. Okay, outstanding. Top cities for this last episode. Thanks for everybody joining the live stream, even though we're getting ready to end it. (laughs) Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Honolulu, Rockville, Maryland, Toronto, Los Angeles, Pennefield, Milwaukee, Victoria, British Columbia, Columbia, Schenectady, New York. Let me see all these different people that I got. Going with people where we got a bunch of downloads. Let me see where else we got bunches of downloads at. Uh, let's see, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, obviously, Minneapolis is another one, Phoenix is another one, San Jose, as always, I'm telling you guys, Daniel Cormier listens to this damn podcast, I don't care what anybody says, do listen to this podcast, because he be saying the same stuff I'm saying whenever he's breaking down fights, DC, I know you listen to me, uh, Charleston, West Virginia, Las Vegas, as always, Melbourne, Australia, Miami, love you guys, I appreciate all the support, San Antonio, love you guys out of San Antonio, uh, London, Atlanta, you know, just, it's absolutely crazy. You know, it's just, I, I see that I, I get this breakdown of where all of these downloads come from. It just blows my mind. I appreciate you guys. Top countries, US, Canada, Australia, Germany, the UK, New Zealand, Spain, Ireland, Czechoslovakia, and then somebody out here, I got this mystery download, just one download. Everybody else is, you know, I got one mystery download. It says unknown. Like somebody, like somebody out at sea or something like that downloaded, which cracks me up. But anyway, all right. Love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Appreciate it. Y'all take care.